This episode of For the Love with Jen Hatmaker is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. They can be big, difficult, even scary life things, and also small inconveniences that add up day after day. The thing is, when we keep them all bottled up on the inside and just try to grin and bear it, it can start to affect us and the people around us negatively. We may even isolate ourselves, which makes it even worse. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. This was the case for me when I was at the highest stress level in my life, where the stress was even having physical consequences for me. Therapy was a huge part of my healing journey to learn how to manage the stress. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the love today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash for the love. Hi, everybody. My name is Remy. Welcome to the For the Love podcast with your host, Jen Hatmaker, my mom. She writes books and speaks to crowds, but she mostly loves talking to amazing people on this podcast every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, Jen Hatmaker here. Welcome to the For the Love podcast. I just couldn't be happier that you are here. And honestly, you're going to be glad to today. So You probably know that we are in a series called For the Love of Back to School, which we've been so excited to do this one, you guys. Your response to it has been super over the top. Last week, we had college edition with Gavin and Sydney, my two oldest kids. And today, it's back to school high school edition with my sons, Caleb and Ben. And they are so cute on this thing. You guys are going to love this whole conversation. These guys, man, they're just a mess. I love them so much. It's funny. You'll listen to this and hear us kind of start with the questions and they kind of ease in. And by the end, it's like just puppies jumping on top of each other. And so they had a lot to say too, a lot of really interesting things to say about what's going on behind the scenes at high school, what they and their peers struggle with that us parents don't know, um, where they feel the greatest pressure points in high school and how much they wish we could just ease up a little bit, um, what they're into, what they're saying. I learned some new words today. And so you better believe I'm going to try them out a sap. Um, we, this was great and informative and useful. If you have a high schooler, if you have a student going into high school, middle schooler, you're going to want to listen to this with your kids. Um, and this is great for educators too, and teachers just to hear a kid's perspective kind of from a different angle. And so, uh, these guys, man, they bring so much life and joy to this family. You'll see, you'll just see why they're so great together and they're such good brothers and they make me crazy and they make me laugh and they make me happy. And I'm just telling you, you're going to love hearing from them today. So super pleased to share my conversation with my personal high schoolers, Caleb and Ben Hatmaker. Okay. I'm really happy to welcome two jack wagons to the podcast who I'm very, very fond of. Um, This is 
the For the Love of Back to School series, High School Edition. And please give a warm welcome to my personal high school children, Caleb and Ben. Hello. Hi. Hey, how y'all doing? (laughs) Um, First of all, thank you for doing this podcast. This is a big ask. And it's kind of a lot. And you both said yes. And I'm grateful. Thank you for saying yes. Absolutely. Yeah. A little nerve-wracking. It's a little nerve-wracking. That's fair. It's okay to be nervous. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like I told you guys just a minute ago. Uh, It's just be your absolute normal selves. And that's perfect. And that's what people are interested in hearing about and learning from. And um, just exactly who you are is exactly who you should be on this show. So um, obviously my listeners have heard me talk about you two a million times. But I would just love really quickly before we kind of get into it. If each of you would introduce yourself, tell everybody a little bit about who you are in your own words. Tell us about what grade you're in, what sports you play, if any, what you're into, what your activities are, um, et cetera. Caleb, you want to start? Yeah. um, I'm a senior. Uh, I run track at Dripping Springs High School. Um, I mean, I like working on cars uh, I like motorcycles, cars, everything like that. Yeah, yeah. and he's a hurdler. Did you say that? You mm-hmm. said track. Yeah, but... I'm, I'm, I said track. Yeah, I'm a hurdler. I run 110 and 300 hurdles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Have since seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Yep. And all the time when I'm in the car with Caleb, we'll be having a conversation about something, and then all of a sudden he'll be like, whoa, mom. It's like a, I don't know what you say. You point out a car with a name I don't know. Y'all didn't have to out me like that. You do it. And you like, <laughs> that has like a eight cylinder and you give me some talking points and I'm like, well, that's, that's nice. Okay, Ben. And how about you? Uh, my name is Ben. Uh, I play sports. Uh, I play football and soccer and I love hanging out with friends and yeah, I'm a very social person. Yes, yes, yes. Your friends are always hanging around. Well, frankly, both of your friends are. I feel like sometimes our house is just like a, a it's like a mini high school. Um, so let's talk about high school a little bit. You know, Gavin and Sydney and I talked last week about college and how that was in some ways and in other ways not meeting their expectations and what their experiences had been like. And I kind of want to do this same conversation, but I want to talk about high school with you guys, um, senior and sophomore. So Caleb, you've got three years plus under your belt and Ben, you're starting your second year. So you've got some stuff to say. So let's just start kind of, you know, we just did start school here just a minute ago. So Mm -hmm. what thus far do you like most about being back in school and what, if anything is different about this year compared to last year, Caleb, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, well, my, my favorite thing personally about being back in school is just being around all the people being, I mean, every single day, seeing a lot of friends, seeing just, just being able to be around people for so long and socialize for so long is it's nice. It gives you kind of, an area to do that to where you don't have to reach out to people. That's true. Um, and what's different about, well, Mm -hmm. I I go to a different high school this year. So, I mean, I knew two people there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was like my first day freshman year again. 
Totally. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes, if you don't mind. But I mean, absolute overhaul for you. So for both you and Sydney this year, you had a complete school change. And this is no big, this is no small deal for you because you're number one, you're a senior. <laughs> and number two, you've been in the Hayes school district since you were in kinder. Yeah. So that was a long time to kind of stay the course in one place to change mm-hmm. kind of at the absolute 11th hour. And that was a whole deal. And, uh, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes, but yeah, you're what's different this year. Everything. That's your answer. Mm. Yeah. Um, how about you, Ben? I'd have to agree with Caleb. It's just being around with friends, but also like if you don't have something to do over the summer, mm-hmm. it gets boring real quick. Like it does. I'd rather go to school than just keep doing nothing all day long. Right. Uh, <laughs> so going to school honestly just brings me closer to my friends and it's really fun. Um, something different. Sophomore year is sophomore year sucks. Really? Why do you say that? Because it's harder? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's just so much work. Yeah. Yeah, you're in AP classes this year. You kind of, you leveled up a little bit as a sophomore, didn't you? Yeah. The workload increased a lot. Yeah. Uh, I Wouldn't you say that too, Caleb? I felt like sophomore mm-hmm. and junior year are just, it's just a heavy workload. It's just, I mean... The step up from freshman to sophomore year is huge, but the step up from sophomore to junior year is, oh man, you you got to prepare yourself for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow, uh-huh. that makes me excited. Right? Mm. <laughs> I think they're still kind of babying you a little bit when you come in as freshmen. You know, you mm. were just little middle schoolers, and now you're high schoolers. And I mean, fresh the freshman classes are kind of in their own portion of the campus, right? Yeah. They keep their classes closer together. They just, I mean, they're trying to ease them into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to remember that because as parents, we've learned that as you move into your sophomore year, we really have to help you adjust your time management because you're kind of used to, you don't get to coast as a freshman, but kind of. Um, And then sophomore year is like game on. And you've got to use your time differently. Both of you guys had to adjust, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, I just like getting slapped across the face. Like <laughs> there was so much work. <laughs> okay. So you guys have some high school under your belt. Let, let me ask you this question. Is this going faster than you thought it would? Like is high school going fast for you or, or is it slow? And you're just counting down the days until you graduate and move on it's weird it kind of feels like both at the same time Mm, like i know what you mean when i'm thinking about in the moment it feels like it's going just tremendously slow it feels like it's just dragging on Mm. but if i think about i mean the past three years of high school it just feels like a flash like it's it's crazy i mean i still feel like a freshman a little bit yeah yeah it's uh, what do you think ben and then i'm gonna give you my thought on that let's see I think freshman year went by so fast because not only, like, honestly, freshman year was kind of easy. It was definitely, like, harder than middle school, but it was kind of easy. You could definitely coast through it, Mm -hmm. and it it flew by. Sophomore year, first day of school, oh, my God, it would not end. Mm. I mean, I felt like I was there for a whole year. Like, it just, oh. 
But how about now that we're three weeks in? Is it picking up the pace a little bit? Well, you know what? You've had yeah. a really weird first yeah. run of it here, haven't you? Well, yeah, I broke my wrist during my yeah. first game, so. Yeah, that was such um, a bummer. Yeah, that sucks. Okay, Ben broke his wrist in his very first football game, and so has thus ended up missing most of this week of school because just everything, nothing can be easy in our family. That just is, why would anything be easy? We had to keep trying to reset his arm, and it wouldn't get reset. And so we are recording this podcast just in the nick of time because he has surgery tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, who knows how fast your year is going? It's too weird. You're just in the doctor's <laughs> office right now. Really, really. It's hard to miss school at this age, isn't it? Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You when you guys were know. in elementary, you're like, Oh yay, Miss days. Cause who cares in high school, you got to yeah. grab a shovel and try to dig out and it is mm. hard. Like I'm yeah, scared I'm to miss school days because I know when I go back, there's going to be a lot that I've missed. Yeah, I've been I've been showing up to school sick because I just you can't really afford to miss school mm-hmm. as an upperclassman, especially. It's just you get behind on work and it just topples. Totally, totally. Well, it's funny as a parent because, and this is just my opinion. I think everybody feels differently, kind of depending on what kind of parent they are. But for me, um, when you guys were little. The days were long. Elementary school specifically, I thought would, well, never end. I just never. I thought we were all going to just die in elementary school and just be buried in it. Um, just, just so long. And that was maybe because there was so much parent work <laughs> in elementary school. Mm-hmm. But then middle school miraculously went pretty fast, even though it was some trash. Mm-hmm. And then high school just, for me, high school just evaporates right through my fingers. Like, I can't believe you're a senior, Caleb. It just didn't feel even possible that you're at the end of the road here. Yeah, it, it feels weird for me, too. So let me ask you this. I want to hear what both of you are most excited about right now that's happening kind of in your age group, um, in high school, sort of your generation. And this could be inside the classroom or outside of it. It might just be like, this is something that, um, I really like or appreciate or feel excitement about kind of my peers, my age group, my generation, um, something that maybe is blowing your mind or I'm really into this, or this feels really hopeful to me really can just sort of be anything, but I'd just like to hear from your perspective, what you're looking around at going, this is a good thing, or this is something to be proud of, or this is something that's going to be great for the future. Caleb. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to sort of piggyback off of what Sydney said in last week's podcast. Okay. Um, with the the um, political awareness and the political, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? The political like engagement, engagement from our generation. I mean, uh, I don't know a single person who who says, "Oh, uh, I mean, I don't have an opinion on politics, or mm. I don't look into that, or anything." Everybody, I mean, everybody reads up, everybody mm-hmm. looks into it, everybody has an opinion, everybody. I mean. Everybody wants to vote. Everybody's looking forward to it. I don't think our generation's going to have a problem with not voting. Right. Um, 
I don't know. That's just something I I really like because it's. I mean, it affects us so heavily, especially mm-hmm. with everything going on recently. Everything feels so drastic. It does. Um, that I mean, us voting for something now could could very very drastically change the future. That's right. And I'm I'm just happy my generation isn't just you know blowing it off. Mm. Yeah, me too. I feel really impressed by just the level of civic interest that your age group is showing. I mean, I said this last week, but I can't, I cannot even remember having a conversation like this with my high school peers. I don't, I didn't know what was going on. Now it was a different time. You know, we didn't have the internet and we didn't have phones in our hands and (laughs) there was no like (laughs) electricity. You're dumb. You're so dumb. But we also didn't have a 24 seven news cycle, which is just something you guys have grown up with. You know, mm-hmm. you can't even, you can't escape it where no. for us and our generation, if we were going to be paying attention, well, that meant we had to watch the 10 o'clock news with our parents on three channels. You know, that's all we had. <laughs> it just wasn't, we just did not have access um, to news and information like you do, which was both good and bad. There's an upside and a downside to that. But yeah. regardless of the changing kind of landscape, it is exciting to watch your age group care. Um, because I think you make a great point, Caleb, you are the next round of voters and I mean, you'll be able to vote in the next election mm-hmm. and you know, the people that you're putting into office are going to have enormous impact on policies that affect you. And so I love that you care. I think this is great for democracy and great for our future, even though you and I hold some different ideas, don't we? Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. No, That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I don't need you to be my clone. One thing I appreciate, appreciate about you, Caleb, is that when we have discussions around political ideology or, um, you know, policy or whatever, even though it can get heated sometimes between you and I, I like that you're paying attention and I like that you always come to the table having read something about it, having listened to something about it. Um, you know, not just spouting off whatever you're thinking in your head, but you've, you're in got an informed opinion. And to me, that's great. I respect that, and even if sometimes we disagree on it, I respect the process. Um, ben, I'd like to, back to the original question, things, something that you're thinking, this feels good right now. What would you say? Hmm. Okay. Mine isn't going to be anything like voting. That's okay. I'm not going to lie. That's, That's not all what right. I'm thinking about right now. That's all right. I want you to answer how you want to answer. Um, uh, let's think. Honestly, I like how I can communicate with my friends with an instant and then we can just hang out. Yeah. I actually know what you mean uh, only because we had such a different experience growing up back in the day. Children, our phones were attached to the wall and every household had one phone number and everybody that lived in the house shared that number and that phone. And so it wasn't that easy to get in touch with our friends all the time. Um, you guys don't even know what this is, but we used to call our friends and get a busy signal. Do you even know what that is? No. Oh, for <laughs> Pete's sake. Okay, well, back in the day before things got fancy, if you called somebody's home phone and somebody else was on it, you'd get beep, 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 because it was busy. Somebody was on it. And you just so had to wait. Stay on hold? No, there's no hold. They're just You just can't get through. You just got to hang up and try again later. But if they're dumb, like big sister was on the phone for three hours, then you just couldn't get through until she got off the phone. And so oh. my point is it wasn't easy to have access to one another. Like yeah, we I couldn't do it like you do it. 
Wow, like if they wow. weren't home, if they were out, I mean, now, I mean, no matter, regardless of where you are, everybody carries their phones on you. I mean, yep. you can just shoot them a text and they could respond whether they're at school, eating, sleep, I mean, in bed, anywhere. Yep. Exactly right. Um, it's just, you guys have direct contact with everybody now. And it's, again, I think there's an upside and a downside to this, but it does make it really seamless for you guys to be connected to your, your friends. And to make plans and to change plans. Everything's just so easy. Everything was really, really hard back when we had to do it. Um, nothing was easy. And if things went sideways, well, good luck trying to tell somebody else what to do. But um, I, I actually think that's a good example. I, I, see, a, I see a real positive um, to your generation being really tightly connected, really good friends to each other, really connected all the time. And that to me is an, is an upside for sure. Hey guys. All right. You have heard me say now over and over and over that I'm, I'm done with diets and I am. All I really want is to be more in tune with my body and just make it stronger and be just kinder to it. One of the absolute best tools that I have found to do that is called Noom, Noom, N-O-O-M. So it's not a diet, obviously. It's just this very healthy and easy to stick to just way of living. It's actually based in psychology, teaches you why you do the things you do and how can you care deeply for yourself and for your body and and hands you all these tools um, to break bad habits, often rooted in bad ideas, um, and replace them with better ones. So you can change your relationship with food forever. And so again, like Noom reminds us, there is no good and bad food. That's fake. That's a fake idea. It's just rather... Here is how to manage your life in a way that is healthy um, and enjoyable and you're just feeling good. Um, Basically at all times, I have had a really great experience with Noom. I've got a specialist that works with me. I've got a community of people who are kind of in a similar space as me. And so we kind of cheer one another on basically every day. Um, and gosh, I'm, I'm walking more. Um, I'm just, I'm moving my body more. I'm just more mindful of how I am going throughout my day. And Noom is fun, by the way, it's fun and funny. It's, it's enjoyable. It's lighthearted. It's whimsical. Um, I've learned so many things since I sort of, um, joined this community. So Noom is giving my listeners a really special trial offer. So to sign up, go to Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash for the love. All right. So it's Noom dot com slash for the love. And you get this great special trial offer. Um, and you too can maybe find a way to leave diets behind, for the rest of your life. So noom.com slash for the love. Okay, guys, back to our show. Uh, Let's flip it around. I'd like to hear right now, you're in high school in Texas. Not all high high schools are the same, but there's a similar high school experience in America that I think you guys could speak into. What Mm -hmm. would you say is really challenging for you right now? Maybe it's like at school specifically, Mm -hmm. maybe it's just simply at this stage of life. Um, But what would you say 
this, this bit, this, this thing right now is kind of hard for me, or I'm worried about it, or I'm concerned about it, or mm-hmm. I find it hard to figure out my way through this. Caleb? Um, well, I kind of have two answers to this. Okay. Um, my first one, especially as a senior, finding motivation mm. um, to do to do homework, to do to do just little things in school to put in, I don't know, just kind of the extra step knowing, oh, well, I'm just going to be out of here in a few months anyways. And, you know, uh, I, I, I don't I've kind of, you know, I, I've struggled with mm-hmm. with my work ethic in school slightly OMG. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. a little more than slightly yeah but hey i was in ap classes and stuff but yeah, sure. uh, yeah especially especially as a senior i mean it, it's it's just tough mm-hmm. to i mean have this strive to oh well if i if i do this i can i can get my GPA GPA up to go to this college. Yeah. Well, actually that kind of brings me to a, to a second part of that answer. Okay. Um, not planning on going to college. Right. Um, I, I'm planning on enlisting in the military. Yeah. Um, that also makes it hard to stay super motivated to, mm. I mean, turn in the best work because it's, it's really it's hard to not get in the mindset of oh well I mean all I have to do is pass. Mm-hmm. It's I mean because as long as I pass it doesn't affect anything else in my life, mm. and it's 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 hard to say. It, I mean it's easy to say well I mean I can't just you know give give half effort and turn right. it in. Um, in my, it's true, in my, and I wonder. My, I wonder if that is because for so long, especially in your generation, I'm not, I think less so in mine, but I'm not positive that this is true, but all of high school is so closely like intertwined with being simply college readiness. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that this is what you're here all the time. The message is Mm -hmm. this is for Mm -hmm. college. This is next. Do this for high school or you won't get this for college. Do this in high school or you'll struggle in college or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there doesn't seem to be as many open paths to say, work hard in high school because it's good for you. Because you'll learn a work ethic. Because you'll increase your brain power. Because not necessarily just because of college. Because there's frankly a ton of kids who are going to choose a different path besides a four-year college right now. As as they should. There's so many places to go. Like with trade work. Which is smart Mm -hmm. and lucrative and employable. Or military like you, Caleb. And so I think I'd like to see... I don't know if a de-emphasis on college prep is the right path, but maybe Mm -hmm. just a widening of expectations and opportunities and possibilities for high school students that aren't going to go to a four-year program at a university. Like how often do you hear Caleb, um, your teachers talk about an alternative path to a four-year degree? Oh, never. I mean, the teacher's expectations for us is to, is to go on to a university or to Mm -hmm. go on to, I mean, in just anything like that. I mean, in every class, I mean, we've been asked uh, who's planning on going to college, who's doing their mm-hmm. college visits, who's written, you know, their their essays, taking their ACTs, SATs, all that stuff. And I 
I'm always the like the only one who doesn't raise my hands whenever they mm. say who's who's going to college, mm-hmm. um, and everybody kind of you know looks at me the whole oh you're not going to college. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a like a frowned upon thing in our generation mm-hmm. because, I mean, we go into high school saying this is for college, like that's the reason you're here. Right. It's it's. I mean, I sometimes almost feel embarrassed to say I'm mm-hmm. going into the military because like I'm the only one in my family not planning yeah. on going to college. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. It just feels like a frowned upon thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's definitely the minority. And uh, even if it's not really in practice, because interestingly, um, the numbers tell us that a lot of students are choosing different paths out of high school, which is actually smart because college degrees are, are less, are they're undervalued now because they're so, mm-hmm. so many ha- people have them. So kids are graduating with an enormous amount of college debt and they can't get a job. Whereas... Mm-hmm the military is a kind of a guaranteed career path if you stay mm-hmm. with it as are tons of trades and craftsmanship type jobs. And so, you know, I'd like to hear more people um, talk about those paths that have honor also and that are good and strong and, and noble paths forward. And so, yeah, I'm with you on that. And um, I can see how that would be a challenge by the way. Uh, when we were seniors and struggled with motivation, which is not new, this is not new to your generation, we called it the screw it's. So there you can, you can have that. If, senioritis. Well, we called it that also, but it was a little bit more fun to call it the screw it's. Um, so anyway, you can just get in line because all seniors have felt that way. My second one would be high school drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um especially moving schools um at my old school rumors flying around mm-hmm. like crazy because you know I, i'm not there to defend myself against them and of course people love drama people love oh well i heard this and i heard this and well this is what happened and yeah. they just love to love to spread it love to talk about it and i mean it's it's going cra- <laughs> crazy i've heard yeah. some bizarre rumors about about myself yeah it's just i don't know that's um also kind of unfortunate downside of your age group which is some of that drama Mm -hmm. ben we're going to get to you in one second but this is a pretty decent time for you to maybe talk about that a little bit if you're comfortable with it which is um your decision to change schools and this is a decision we made together of course Um, did you want to talk about that a little bit? Because sure enough, as you're saying in the absence of any explanation, your peers will just make something up. Mm -hmm. They'll just make something up and talk about it. Like it's a fact. And so, yeah, well, I mean, at the, uh, at the end of last year, I went through a rough patch, um, a real rough patch. Uh, I mean, uh, my peers around me saw it too. Mm -hmm. I was really not myself um and I had to get pulled out of school early even Mm -hmm. um I had to take my finals in the summer Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of stuff and uh of course that's going to start even more rumors I mean and let me just say this real quick as your mom it wasn't for misbehaving like Mm -hmm. again people just make something up and it wasn't that Mm -hmm. um it it was some emotional heavy lifting honestly 
But together, yeah. you and Dad and I, we sat down um, and just we really thought through what's a path forward for you where you have the best chance, like at health and at happiness and at wholeness, mm-hmm. and just kind of together decided, like even at the even this late in the game as a senior, that having a fresh start um, would be the right choice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and honestly, it. Every time I I tell people about it, they're like, wow, you changed schools as a senior. That's I mean, that's so crazy. But I I really don't see it as that that much different. I mean, I still have nine months in this school left. It didn't feel that radical to you in practice. It it didn't feel that radical. Um, You're pretty flexible, kid. You are. You're pretty flexible. You're pretty adaptable. You do. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was a big decision. And... Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it was ultimately your decision and I think you made a good one. And, you know, just again, as I'm thinking about people that are listening to us have this conversation, I think the way dad and I have always thought about parenting you guys, you know, we have five of you, so it's a lot. Mm. And just at any given moment, like a handful of things in our world are standard hat maker family protocol. Like these are just sort of the guardrails that all of you have. These are the rules that apply to everybody. These are some mm-hmm. of the, the ways that we parent all of you, but in other ways, we've always sort of thought we got to parent each kid each year. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that means there's no change year to year, but like, for example, this year, two of you needed a big change. You mm-hmm. changed high schools and Sydney changed colleges. And that was the right choice for both of you. And I think there's just this degree of um, sort of flexibility that's important to have when you guys are adolescents and young adults to be able to say, maybe this was right last year and maybe it's not right this year. Um, Go ahead. uh, Getting into the mindset of just being stuck in stone where you are, being hard-headed. I've tried my best to avoid that. if if something has a possibility of helping, I want to try it. Right. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna not try anything because I mean, what if it would have helped? Yeah. I don't want to risk the chance of. I mean, this could have been perfect for me, but I decided. Well, but what if it wasn't? So I decided yeah. just not to do it. I yeah. mean, well, I was really proud yeah. of you for making that decision, even though it was kind of well, in some mm-hmm. ways, extreme. It was really weird going from a school where. I mean, walking through the hallways, every single person who walked past me, I knew their names, I right. knew their faces, to going to a school where I don't know anyone. No doubt. It's, it was, yeah, that was a, a hard decision for me to make. Yeah. Ben, how about you? Back to the original question. What for you right now feels challenging? Honestly, it's thinking about college. Yes. Yeah. like. I am a little bit scared because I I used to think that high school is where I chose what I'm going to be for the rest of my life. And the reason for that is because, like, I get a lot of it. Just like, oh, you got to do this in order to make it to college. You got to do this. You got to do that. And it honestly is overwhelming. And so then I start to think about it. So if I don't make the right decision here, I'm screwed it for the rest of my life. I mean, how am I going to recover from that? So I'm always worrying about my grades, like constantly. I'm always worrying about my GPA, my class rank. It's, it's a lot. And then someone told me that it's high school. 
is for you to have fun with and just grow up. College is where you start to become an adult and you start to choose things and stuff like that. And that, that helps like ease my mind a little bit, but I'm still like a bit really scared for, uh, scared for college. Well, I'm not surprised to hear you say that because again, back to our earlier point, I think there's so much pressure put on high school students to essentially chart their path all the way to their 35 years old. And you're supposed to know what you're good at and what you love. And it is, it is a really overwhelming thing. Do you guys know how little pressure was put on me when I was in high school? You will not believe this, but I found out what my, as a senior, I found out what my class rank was for the very first time in my high school career the day before graduation. That's how oh, I knew. What? Yeah, because they were like, "Oh, you're in the top you're in the top 10 students in your graduating class. So, here's a um, special band you're going to wear around your neck." I'm like, "Oh, we, am I?" I had no, no idea. We found out like 2 months into sophomore our first and yeah. freshman year. Yeah. Or was it sophomore, sophomore year? year? It's yeah. sophomore yeah, year. Yeah. Right. You they won't year. let you know freshman That's year. Right. Right. That has changed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I watch, well, not you so much, Caleb, let's just be super honest, but I watch Ben <laughs> constantly check his grades online on your portal. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I know, I know uh, that you feel pressure and I, 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 I wish that we could figure out how to alleviate that on your generation because the truth is it all just kind of works out and you yeah. don't have to know everything. I mean, so, you can look at your sister for an example. She changed her mind a year into it. It's okay. Um, most people, most kids change their major. Uh, you just don't have to know. Yeah. I, I, um, something I'm happy about with me personally is I, I've never been one to overstress myself about something. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty laid back. Yes, you are. Um, which, which can be, you know, of course a good thing and a bad thing. Um, it's good because, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not. I mean, I know people who have panic attacks when they think about college. I know people who can't even have a conversation about it. Um, just people who, who devote their entire life. They, they, they ruin their social life and their sleep and all this stuff. Just making sure, oh, if I, if I need to stay mm-hmm. up till four in the morning doing this paper or else I, or else I, my grade will go down and my GPA will go down and I'll have to go for tutorials and stress out even more. And it's just overwhelming to think about. And I mean, I, I, I'm just not one to do that. No, you're not. <laughs> I, I know. I know some girls that are in my class that will start crying if they make less than a 90. Yeah. They're, like, I stress about my grades sometimes, but the, uh, the other kids around me, it's mm-hmm. it's constant. Yeah. They, they even tell me, like, their parents also put a lot of pressure on them. Yeah, that's true. And it's true. not just them. And that's, that's just one thing that, that does not obviously help. It doesn't. Pressure from parents is another thing too. I mean, like what? Not not you personally. It's okay Um, if it's us personally. (laughs) But I mean, like (laughs) pressure to succeed. Not Mm -hmm. even not even from the parents, but through my own thought process, thinking about the parents. I mean, you don't want to disappoint your parents. Obviously, you. That's another thing with the. the expectations set by society mm-hmm. for a four-year college. That's something with me that I've, I've struggled with a little bit Yeah. Um, is, well, what happens down the road? What happens mm-hmm. whenever I, all I have is a, is a high school diploma. Um, mm, sure. I, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. It's just something that's, 
a lot to think about. Yeah, it is. Especially for, you know, a 17 year old. (laughs) Yeah, it is. You're right. It's a lot. It's pretty weighty. And, um, and I, I sense the pressure on your generation, just not getting any better, but actually getting worse. And I, you know, a lot of it, it might, you might be glad to know that a bunch of adults right now are having this conversation. Like this train is out of control. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, our young adults are overstressed and they're full of anxiety and they're, they're falling apart at the seams when they're supposed to just be going to like football games. They're just 15. Um, Yeah. Yeah. This conversation's on the table right now. And I think educators, um, including high school and college educators are discussing right now, gosh, how, how could we reimagine what this experience is like for students? Yeah, the, the The education system needs a lot of reform putting yeah. the students in mind yeah. rather than putting the students as pushing them to the best selves, but also taking into consideration their, their mental health. I mean, yeah, like right. you said, anxiety, that's just a huge thing in my generation. It's almost just right. commonly accepted. Totally. It's just like, it's like, you, it's not even something you're like, Oh wow. Anxiety. Like uh-huh. it's just, Oh, you too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. That's not even, not just anxiety, also depression. Like I, mm-hmm. I know a lot of my friends have depression. It's mm-hmm. kind of sad. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's really bad. Yeah. You carry a lot. Your generation is being asked to carry, um, some burdens that the, the previous generations didn't have to carry. And it's no wonder. And, and this is not even to mention just the added factor of technology, which you are internet children. I mean, you, you know, nothing else. This is the way you were raised and born and it's all, you know, Um, And so again, there's definitely an upside, but there is a downside to being 24 seven on your phones, on social media, um, this sense of, I mean, over the top now comparison with your peers. And of course, it's only really what your peers are posting on Instagram. It's not even necessarily Mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that added burden is a big one. And, you know, us as your parents, we don't, we're the first generation to parent it. So we don't know what to do and we're not sure what the guardrails are, what the boundaries are. And so I have a feeling that your generation will grow up into adults and handle this better than we did because we're new to it. One thing most parents should know is your kid is most likely putting up a front because I know a lot of people who will fake it till they make it. Like they all have, Mm -hmm. they all try to be happy at school. They all pretend. Recently, I found out one of my friends last year was depressed and I didn't even know because they were just so good at faking it. Their yeah. parents didn't know. Like it's, it's a real bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, just, but our kids have, uh, my generation has gotten really good at just acting pretending. completely mm-hmm. normal, pretending mm-hmm. everything so, is fine. When, when in reality, they, they know that it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Something I've seen is everybody has different versions of themselves. They have themselves around their parents, themselves at school, themselves alone. And, and not just like, you know, how they act or whatever, but I mean, like, yeah, pretending to be happy, um, yeah. pretending they're not completely stressed out, pretending things don't hurt them when they do. Yeah. Just, I feel like putting up a front is something that nobody should have to do, but it feels like it's something that everybody does. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. And it's just, you're, you're just more visible, um, because your peers expect you to be on Snapchat and on Insta all the time. Mm -hmm. And so you don't even get the luxury of privacy. You know, we're back in the day, if we'd have been struggling a little bit more emotionally, we could just go home and shut the door and nobody has to have like immediate access to how we're doing 24 hours a day, but you don't, you have, you have, everybody has such accessibility, um, that it's hard for you to be vulnerable because everyone's always looking at you and you're always expected Mm -hmm. to be reporting on your life, on your snaps or whatever the heck. Um, like I understand that's, that's like one bad thing about that, but also a good thing about that is whenever I broke my wrist, Mm-hmm. It was within an instant. I had so many people just text me asking about how I was doing. That mm-hmm. they they were telling me that they were praying for me. That everything yeah. was going to be fine. I'll make it through this. Like you'll have a lot of support. That's true. But, and the other thing, you you don't also have like a lot of privacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. The 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 connectedness of this generation, the support from peers can be. I mean, just any any time you need it, really quickly. It's it's. It's nice to have. That's good. You need it. That's good. I like that. I I see that too. I find actually a lot of empathy in your age group when I look at the way that you t- talk to each other and the way that you support each other. I I find a lot of hope in the way that your generation is behaving toward one another. And I think I think just media and technology has a lot to do with that. Um, mm-hmm. That you, it's so easy for you to just throw out an encouragement to somebody really fast or throw out an awesome text or just that is just so it's so convenient now and that you're doing that well let me ask you this and you can answer this question you have permission to answer it when it comes to the high school world what would you say is going on right now that parents don't know about that that Mm. maybe they should or maybe that's something that parents could could be paying attention for or watching for um something well, that just maybe give us the tea spill the tea give us the tea spill oh, the tea no, i know no. i just so got right now you're asking me kind of snitch you okay. know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> trying not to out myself um uh, out myself that's true <laughs> well okay, actually yeah. going back on what we said earlier i mean depression and anxiety um it's just so common Mm -hmm. i mean of course there's statistics you'll read online but then again that's just statistics not everybody's going to be truthful not everybody they're not going to reach out to everybody i mean i'd say the majority of people i know have either depression or anxiety or bipolar disorder or Mm -hmm. just something that's just going on because of school because Mm -hmm. of peers because of you know bullying rumors drama just college stress parents anything it's just that's that's something that i've noticed is really big and that mm-hmm. kids kids my age really don't like talking to their parents a lot about yeah. um because parents are sort of seen as like an authority figure rather than someone you could really go to i mean mm-hmm. i know that's that's something parents really try hard to to do is is mm-hmm. to be be someone who's there for you rather than somebody who's going to punish you. Like if something were to happen, you don't want to be the one who, where they go, well, should I, should I call them or would that get me in trouble? Right. It's that, that kind of mindset gets them thinking, well, I, I'm just, that's how I am. I'll just deal with this myself. Hmm. And 
I think a lot of parents are unaware of the situations their kids are going through Mm -hmm. and the struggles their kids are going through because they just, they feel like they can't go to them because of that, because of, of the, the authority figure role that these parents have to play. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? I'm going to go quickly back to the bullying thing. Okay. For some reason, I feel like people think bullying doesn't really happen anymore. I'm going to stand up for like stuff like that. But the thing is, whenever you, for some reason, have like the entire school or like just one group of friends turn on you, mm. it makes your life, especially in high school, a living hell. Like it's so mm. bad. I had one of my yeah. friends last year, she suffered so much mentally. She would cry almost every single night because she would just she would be, she would get bullied like it was ridiculous yeah. and it wasn't over like something really big it was just because like that group specifically mm-hmm. thought oh why not let's just make fun of her let's mm-hmm. just do something like that and that honestly happens quite a lot yeah yeah this is mm-hmm. one thing that of course we've talked to you guys about a million times like oh be so on the lookout for those kids who are all alone who are mocked or teased who are left Mm -hmm. out like it is the worst the absolute worst and and those kids are probably pretending that it doesn't bother them Mm -hmm. um maybe even at home but oh the loneliness of that is just the hardest thing and we've always hoped that um you guys would keep a keen eye out for kids Mm -hmm. on the margins like that because I'm telling you, I mean, I'm 45 years old and I'm still talking about seasons of my middle school and high school life where that, where I was the outsider. It's just mm-hmm. painful and it lasts forever. You never forget it. And so I think that's a good thing for mm-hmm. both you guys as students to be paying attention to, but also us as parents to be watching mm-hmm. for our own kids who may be coming home bullied or mm-hmm. lonely and too embarrassed or ashamed yes, to talk about it. Definitely. It's the one I'm glad that y'all taught me this, but because I mean, I checked on her almost every single night mm-hmm. just to see how she's doing. And this year, she's doing a whole lot better. Like, Is she? It's, oh, she's doing great now. It's amazing. Great. Let me ask you a specific question, Ben. I'm curious. You and I talk about this, of course, but if you could talk a little bit about. What is your specific experience like? Because we're just kind of talking about what it means to be sort of on the edge of a community or different in some way that sometimes is hard. What is it like for you um, to be adopted? So number one, you're adopted. Number two, you're Ethiopian. Um, Number three, you're adopted into a white family. Um, And then number four, you go to a high school that is... It's about, it's a little bit more than 50% minority, but most of that, most of your mm-hmm. minority peers are Hispanic. Um, and so you find yourself at an intersection of several communities, like white family, black kid, but also international black kid, because you're Ethiopian. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious how you could talk, if you could talk a little bit about that experience for you and what has been um, maybe good in it and what has been hard in it? Let's see. Okay, so one thing is 
Number one, I'm very open about my adoption. Almost right. every single person at that school knows that I'm adopted. Right. Yep. And whenever they do, they always ask me questions, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm always 100% honest with them. They ask me how my home life back in Ethiopia was, and I'm right. always telling them. They ask me what it's like to uh, live with the white people. Right. <laughs> and I, I always tell them. And, like, the most hate I've ever gotten is probably getting called whitewashed. I mean, it's, yes. that's about it. Yes. But so. Are people being mean to you when they say that? Or are they joking? No, well, no. They're joking. I don't know. So. And that's. Finn's one of the whitest people I know. That's because you have a white family? Or is it because you wear shorty shorts? (laughs) (laughs) Well. It might have to do with both. Both. Right. So there are times whenever I have to like, uh, whenever I side with someone other than let's say my black friends and they're like, uh-huh. whatever, it doesn't matter. He's just whitewashed. And oh, sometimes that like affects me, but because sure. it low key does hurt. I'm like, yeah, why do you have to say that? I'm just trying to help someone else out. Right. And there's no need for that. But then there are other times, most of the time, I honestly have the greatest friends and like, I've never truly experienced bullying, mm-hmm. but I've, I've gotten hate before. Like I'm pretty sure everybody has, mm. but it, it's never held me down. I've always mm-hmm. just gotten right back up from it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a pretty positive person, so I don't really like yeah. to spread that kind of stuff. Right. But it's it's hard and and like it's hard, but it's also at the same time I'm proud because mm-hmm. everybody knows everybody knows who I am, and mm-hmm. I'm not really trying to hide it. I'm not ashamed of it, mm-hmm. and it's just something I'm proud of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you've always carried yourself like that, and and I think for a lot of people, adoption is so mysterious. You know, it's like, what in the world was that like? And was it? Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that you have always—I mean, really, you since you were in second grade, you've just always been really, really open about your story and your mom and going back to Ethiopia with us. And um, you know, I, that to me invites people into your story instead of scares them away, and so it draws people to you actually. Um, and I think you've always done a really good job of navigating that very strange intersection of being a black kid in a white family in a Hispanic school in Texas. I mean, what the heck? <laughs> That's, yeah. a <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot going on. One of the best things you can do for self care is to create a little bit of margin in your life, especially in your mental space. You need a break. We all do. And so I am really glad to share a new tool I have been using to create some some margin in my mind and in my life. And it's thanks to an app called Simple Habit. Whatever it is that you are encountering, they've got meditations for a broken heart, when you're frustrated at work, when you have a big day ahead. Um, One that I regularly like is called rise and greet the day. Whatever it is you need, they have a meditation for it. And here's maybe the best part. It's about five minutes a day. That's perfect. That fits me. There are hundreds of instructors and you can access thousands more with a premium subscription. Their reviews, you guys, top notch. They have 65,000 five-star reviews. So they're obviously doing something right. Simple habit has an extra special offer just for my listeners. The first 50 listeners who sign up for a premium subscription 
we'll get it for 30% off. Just that simple. So to sign up, go to simplehabit.com slash for the love. So one more time, that's simplehabit.com slash for the love. And the first 50 listeners will receive 30% off a premium subscription. Pretty great deal. Okay, back to our show. Um, okay, so let me ask a nerdy adult question. What are the kids into right now? Like, what are the catchphrases that you guys say that I don't understand? And uh, how can we start using them to make them uncool immediately? And Aww. just kind of, so what are kids into? What are they saying? Like, what's all the rage right now? What's the stuff that everybody and your, all your peers are like doing is, or saying or talking about? Say look. Okay. If I, okay. if I give you this one, what <laughs> most of my friends probably won't it. like you. Please what don't does say that mean? It. Is it won't, dirty? Won't don't like say me. it if it's dirty. No, it's not no, dirty. It's not dirty. Okay. It's what? Just, I don't know what so, you mean. So it's, it said cap. So cap? capping. Yeah. You What's say cap whenever you think someone is lying or it's like, it's like substitution for the word lying. Let's say cap? you're lying. Yeah. So whenever you're lying, I would, instead of saying, uh, why are you lying? I would say, why are you capping? Not no, capping. Cap. The capping is really weird. Just say, why are you capping? Just like, what does you that just mean? say cap. If, if yeah. somebody's like lying, you'd be you just say cap. like calling them out instead of being like, oh, you know, you're lying or oh, you yeah, just say well, cap. Cap. That's it. Okay, but here's my question. Why? What, why, why are they using that word? Does it mean <laughs> something about a cap? Honestly, is it, it short for something? Mom. Some kids started it somewhere, but it spread okay. pretty quick. All and right. now, if someone's lying, you just say mm-hmm. "cap" or okay. "why are you capping?" And okay. that's, that's I literally it. No cannot wait to like use if, this. If somebody's or, like, "Oh, mom," what? if somebody's like, if you're saying something, and someone's like, "Is that true?" You'd be like, "No cap, swear, no cap, it's true." Uh, like okay. I'm not lying. I see now. All right. Okay, I, I, I got to practice with this tomorrow. Oh, please don't. Oh, what about you, uh, Caleb? Why I do that? Cap up. Cap. Okay. Whatever. What nap up? Dap, D A P. Dap up. Like if you're gonna dap, dap somebody else, you walk up to somebody like, "Hey, dap me up," and it's like, like it's like a handshake. Like, okay. what's up? Dap me up. Do you, is the hey, handshake team. specific? Hey, huh. hey team, I need you to dap me up. Hey, I didn't understand him. It's a clunky podcast. All right, you fools. Um, okay, dap me. Up. Does that also come with a type of handshake, or that just means? I mean, just just the yes. standard bro shake. The bro no, shake. no. Okay. Do you, you know, know one is. one thing I hate? Well, not I hate it, but what kids do not do nowadays is w- with their friends is walk up and give them a firm handshake. Like that does not <laughs> happen. That's that's, that's called, very old fashioned, that, right? Okay. Oh yeah. Actually, if you do that, the you, country you kids. No, you get kind of like looked at very weirdly. I'm like, no, bro, dab me up. Do not shake my hand, you weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) You weirdo, don't shake my hand. We're going to actually do that in an interview one day. (laughs) You guys are so weird. Um, Okay, is that it? Or that's all the stuff? Dap me up and cap? Dap me up, cap. Yeah, that's that's all you get. All right, (laughs) check. Um, All right, now here we go, deep into the mind of the high schooler. and you just kind of off the top of your head, like we'll start with you, Caleb, and then go to Ben. What shows are you watching right now? Shows, oh, like wherever man. YouTube, Netflix. Uh, I don't know where you watch your shows. Something me and Ben watch. Well, watched. We we watched ten seasons of it. Okay. <laughs> Adventure Time. 
Oh, and goes hard. Listen, do oh, not oh make fun gosh. of us. It is uh-uh. a childish show, and it no. was my childhood. It is. Yeah. It's good. It's uh, got good humor. It's okay. got character development. This it is a story good plot. Show. The plot, plot is the plot so is like, crazy. It's like a book. Oh, it's 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 sake. actually it's really well developed. Okay. Amazing. All right. Don't make fun of That's, me. All right. Okay. What about this? Who is on your Spotify playlist right now? Just oh. two or three oh. or four. I got okay. you. Let me okay. tell you. Uh, okay. It's go not back. Christian rap. Let's let's just say Christian that. rap. It's Great. not Christian rap. Okay. What is it? It's, it's a bunch of rap music, like oh yeah, like, like you party. know how I feel about your music. I, well, Do anytime I play, like... it, turn it off. So, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say something that might surprise you: Texas uh, bluegrass. I know and, you like, played me some of that yesterday. Like I liked Guy, it. Guy Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the older, not older, like the newer, like old Johnny Cash, like when he's like kind of like, like Texas hurt. country, like old fashioned. Yeah, like, a bunch of old dudes and their old guitars and whatever. Yeah. Uh, Whiskey Myers, yeah. stuff like that. I really yeah. like that. Yeah, you played me your place yesterday. I liked it. And like, uh, like David Ramirez, singer, singer songwriter too. David Ramirez, Noah Gunderson, stuff like that. Okay, I really That's like good. the lyrics my, and the meaning and stuff. My second playlist would be country music. Yep. Like, yes. <laughs> Which is a weird swing. That's a weird everybody, flex, bro. Everybody secretly has a country playlist. Oh, yes. yeah. Mirror, mirror. That's my, mine, that's my jam. Mine would be like with Con- uh, Zach Kenny Brown. Chesney. Uh, Kenny okay. Chesney. American Kids is one of the best <laughs> I've ever listened ben, to. Ben will play that Not even American country. Kid. It is one of the greatest songs ever. <laughs> you have ben literally ben played that song five. 40 million times in this house. <laughs> Oh, it's fire. Yeah. <laughs> but like Good Directions, Keep the Wolves Away, Neon Moon, Broken Window Serenade, Ballad like, of a Southern Man. All right. Why don't we just oh, dance all about. good? It's oh, true. I listen to Zach Brown Band, Brad yes. Paisley, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, oh, you oh, too. Cool. It's funny. You've got your like rap that I hate and then this like hardcore country playlist. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> I think only one of you is going to have um, an answer to this. But mm. um, besides textbooks... Are you reading anything right now? Man, what? I think this one's for Are you. Are you reading anything? Do you have any books that you like or series that you're reading? Oh. Oh. Don't okay. lie. Ben Hatmaker, don't lie. <laughs> ben, when's the last time you read a book willingly? Uh, willingly? Oh, man. That has to be like in elementary school. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> like, it, it, it's, it's far back. Although the, you did read a couple of books for school recently that you liked. You liked okay. To Kill a Mockingbird. I did honestly. That was that was a great book. That was yeah. yeah. It, it hit some very hard like hard points in totally in society. Like yeah. it, it was honestly a great book. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, that's why they teach in school. See, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have liked it if I wasn't forced to read it. Right. Well, you yeah. wouldn't have read it's it, like, but you did. Oh, and loved <laughs> it. That yes, part, yeah. that's have a classic for a reason. How about you, Caleb? Yeah. Here's the thing about Caleb. Caleb is a really fast reader, and when he gets in a reading phase, we can't get his nose out of a book. Mm-hmm. Like, can't get I'll, you to stop reading. Like, you'll bring your books go... to a baseball game and to the lake and on the boat. Like, we can't get you to quit mm-hmm. reading. And then you just, boom, ghost it. you like, I'll ghost be, reading. I'll go six months without reading a word out yeah. of a book, and then I'll pick up a book for 30 seconds, and I'll be like, oh, you know, just whatever. 
and then I'll read 14 books in a week. Yeah, that is exactly what's the most recent thing that you read? Oh man, um, Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, bro. Oh, what's your name? What's the author of that? Agatha Um, Christie, right? Agatha Christie, man. Yeah, so many good books from Agatha Christie. Same. Um, I love that you you discovered Agatha Christie. that was through people on Grana. I know it was. I used to read Grana's Agatha Christie books. She had like shelves of them. <laughs> she still does. <laughs> Did, are this, is that where you got it? That's I've amazing. got a few of them from there. I read those exact same books. Oh, really? Um, really? Okay. Another, okay. Another one I really okay. like. It's okay. I read this whenever I was younger. Don't make fun of me. It's okay. kind of a, a more childish book. Okay. The Ranger's Apprentice. It's you like loved a, a 12, Ranger's Apprentice. Twelve or thirteen book series. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. it's just right. a really good book. You read it that is. last year. I know. I, no, he no, read no, it I, again, I like the whole it. series. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I reread oh. my fourteen Ranger's Apprentice books. Yeah, yeah, those are awesome. Okay, <laughs> real quick, out. what's your what's your favorite game on your phone? Favorite game on my phone. I don't really have games on my. You phone. don't actually. Balloons Tower Defense. That goes oh, hard. Snap. I was about to say I, Angry I've Birds. I've had that game. <laughs> I've had that game for years, and it still goes hard. It okay. beats every other game. I, I, How I, about I you, swear. Ben? Do you have? I one? play Angry Birds and this game called Rider. It's okay. you're just like a, it's like a motorcycle, and then you do backflips, and then you uh-huh. just go on. I've watched <laughs> you do that. I, I oh, play that. But I don't really play games i'm okay. more on social media a lot yeah yeah. Phone, yeah phones have really moved from like from games to social media right, totally it, it's yeah. games aren't really i don't know it's not really the main purpose of phones anymore. well speaking of what is your preferred social media platform snapchat yeah yeah instagram snapchat twitter that's like the main three uh-huh. It's the holy trinity, if you may. And then, uh-huh. and then we usually have uh, Facebook uh, for like whenever we have to download <laughs> games. But usually, Facebook's for uh, like old people. Mm, so like, nice, thank you. Music. Facebook, any any like Instagram and Twitter, it says link your Facebook. Yeah. Almost every yep. app you buy, you could oh you could sign up by entering your email and your phone number and all uh-huh. this, or you could just press. Facebook, and there you go. Yeah. It just makes your account for you. Uh, it's, yeah, it makes, that's the it makes only reason. I don't even think I've opened up the Facebook app in the past two years. Yeah, I know. That's uh, not for you. That's for your mom. Oh, my gosh. You know what I learned, Mom? Hmm. Um, it was the other day. Uh, we were talking about apps, and then my teacher goes, do y'all know what MySpace is? Right. Then, no, I had no idea what that yeah. was. I'm like, well, what is it? And then she goes, oh, geez, it's, it's basically Facebook, but for even older people. I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah, it was, was like the oh, very hey. first one. No, the very, funny. very I first actually, one. I read this thing online. It says, man, I wish Instagram had like a, whenever you press on your page, like you could add like music, like your own theme song to it. I was like, huh, you know, that was on <laughs> MySpace a long time ago. <laughs> Who do you um, like to follow on social media? Who your favorite follows? Uh, other than my friends? Yeah. Like, do you have any yeah. influencers oh, or say, famous people that you like to follow? Oh, yeah. Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Rock. Yeah, me too. Okay, um, they all comment on each other's stuff, and it's, it's so cute. funny. I, yeah, love I love it. it. Well, hold on. One of my favorite things about The Rock is how he eats sushi almost every Sunday. Yeah. It's, it's oh, my gosh. I yeah, wish. his cheat meal. Yes. And it's like That's enough the- sushi to feed 
12 people. Oh, man. And, and cookies. <laughs> and cookies. Yeah. He, he had a cheat day whenever he was working out, and he ate, like, enough for 12 people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That Listen, if, if The Rock calories. wanted to adopt me, he could. <laughs> Dwayne, nice. if you're hearing this, please. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. You're so dumb. Um, what is your most useful app that you use on your phone? Oh, useful man. app? Yeah, like oh, what's an app that Snapchat. you're constantly opening? Do you no, okay, so for you, it's Instagram. social media. Instagram, yeah, Instagram. it's still social. social media. Well, I just think more those... like an app. Like uh, those are apps, obviously, but mm. outside of social media, do you have an app that you use a lot that's helpful to you or useful to you in some way? I mean, keeps me alive. What does, baby? Fantasy football. Ah, uh, tis the season. Uh, I'm actually I looking through say... my ways. Mm. Ways. Oh yes, ways for sure. Ways. Yes. Always trust. Oh, you ways. stole that, that from me. That's that so not fair. That is our motto. Ways okay. has saved us. Me and Teve both say. Drive oh, me and Teve always say, always trust ways. Yes, that's right. Oh my gosh. By the way. Listeners, the reason that Ben keeps saying Teve, in case you don't know what he's saying, oh. it's oh, because. Teab. Caleb, when he was little, couldn't say his own name, and he called himself T-Bub. I am T-Bub. And so <laughs> over the years, we called him T-Bub for a long time, and then as a family, we just shrunk it to Teeb. Um, and so we just call him that all the time. In fact, call him that so much that that's the name he put on his letter jacket. So, <laughs> Teeb. Yep, Teeb is on the front of my letterman. Okay, so aside from mine, of course, which surely are devoted listeners – do you have, I don't even know if you listen, but do, if so, do you have a favorite podcast? I actually do. Okay. Um, recently I found a podcast called soft rep, um, soft rep, which is soft rep, S O F R E P, okay. which is special operations forces. So it's a, it's a, it's a military Got one. It. Yeah. And, um, Brendan Webb hosts, you know, a bunch of people when he talks about, ongoing military issues and he has so many different people on and it's really cool getting their insight i mean he has he has upwards of like 500 episodes that are all like an hour and a half it's wow they're really really cool and he has really cool guests too i mean um i i believe if i'm correct he's had marcus luttrell yeah um sure. from lone survivor which yeah. was uh which is a really cool guy yeah um it's just it's it's really cool um going into their mind and how they mm -hmm. see things and, you know, issues. And he goes into every aspect of the military and home life and after the military and just everything. Mm. It's really, it's a, it's a cool podcast. I can see why you would like it for sure. Um, yeah. we'll, everybody listening, we'll link over to that. If you want to have a listen to Ben, do you listen to podcasts at all? Actually? Yes. Yeah. Um, I usually listen to sports podcasts, but yeah. for the first time this year, um, uh, in my ELA class, uh, we, he, my teacher started to make us listen to a podcast about a murder investigation, and we had oh, to follow yeah. along with it. We had to try to figure out who was the killer uh -huh. and everything, and it's honestly pretty good. I never oh, yeah. thought it actually Do like Do you remember what it was called? Oh, I'm trying to think about it. Because oh, there's a lot. Crime hey, podcasts are hugely popular, and there's a lot of really great ones out there. Hey, Ben. Huh. Huh. If you like that, let me give you my copy of Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> That's true. Funny no, you would you like would it, I'm telling you. Long. You That's would literally, you would, you'd have to set down the book for a little bit afterwards. <laughs> That's a good way to close the loop, buddy. All right. So one last question, and then we're going to do a quick little wrap up. Mm -hmm. 
now that Caleb, you have three plus years of high school behind mm-hmm. you and Ben, you have over a year behind you. Mm-hmm. What advice would you go back and give your own self? Let's say around age 10, like around fifth grade. Um, what would you tell yourself back then about the things not to sweat in middle or high school, not oh, to worry about? Gosh. Why don't you go first, Caleb? If you could go back and say, listen, little Caleb, you're worried about this right now, but don't worry about it. What people think about you. Hmm. I know that sounds like the most stereotypical thing to say, but, but like genuinely, like what other people say about you, people are always going to say things, especially like me with the rumors. Yeah, it sucks, but really I'm just like, okay. Like, I mean, who cares? It's, just, it's a bunch of people being dumb. Yeah. I mean, I know people who stress out over that and like their social media personality. I know people who live on Instagram. They, they care more about who they are on Instagram than mm-hmm. who they are in real life. Sure. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. actually the same yep. for all yep. of my age group also. Mm-hmm. How, what? what would you say, Ben? Okay. What I would say to myself is, not to worry so much about your grades. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! That was another one, mom. Like I don't, I don't know if I ever told you this, but uh, I was in middle school. I had made a really bad, uh, uh, what's it called, bad grade on a test. Like it, it was bad, one of my okay. worst. I and me and a few of my friends were at the lunch table, and we were just all crying together. <laughs> Cry oh, together because, mom, it was so bad, buddy. and then. I recently learned my, um, uh, it was either my teacher or someone, some adult person in my life said, no person, whenever you're, they're asking for your job application is going to ask what you made on your sixth grade test, right. what you made on your <laughs> yeah. senior year exam. Like no right. one's going to ask for that right. as long as you have the right diploma or yeah. stuff. That's like right. That. Yeah. That's 100% actually, true. Uh, so yeah, my freshman year biology pre-AP biology uh, was my, was a C and, you know, it was pretty, uh, you know, and Lame. yeah, mm-hmm. this year I'm a, I'm a shout out to, to Darcy. We both got 24s on Baby. a, on a test. Me too. <laughs> shout out Darcy. <laughs> Is this a like true confessional right here on the yeah, podcast? Oh I mean, we both retook the test. But oh, I could. I mean, that is so bad. It's like you almost got none right. Oh my god! Yeah, it it honestly surprised us. Yeah, we were like, it was rough. Congratulations on a new personal low. (laughs) But you know what's funny, you guys? This just keeps going. Like, even college is like this. I mean, Mm -hmm. even your performance in college, who cares? You just finish. Like dad Mm -hmm. always laughs because I was just a big nerd. I'm a big grade nerd. And so I graduated college with honors. Um, and it's called magna cum laude because you graduate with like 3.8. And 
So I graduated magna cum laude, and Dad always says that he graduated college hakuna matata from a line team, <laughs> which means no worries. You know, he just skated on through, super average. And who cares? We both got jobs right away. It just didn't matter. You know, like it just, that stuff. So there you go. That's your parents right there. This yin and the yang. Okay, listen up. If you are a glasses wearer, or even a wannabe glasses wearer, which, okay, I really never understood that as a person who has worn glasses since the second grade, but whatever. Either way, it's a great time to be alive. Obviously, you guys have seen Warby glasses around for a while now. You have positively seen them on my face. They have all kinds of very, very style-forward frames, great quality, and here's the kicker. Their glasses start at $95, which includes the prescription lenses. And this might be the best part. Just answer a few quick questions and Warby Parker will show you some cute frames that are personalized to fit your exact face and style. So you pick five and they'll send them to you for free just to try on at your own house before you buy. This family has been Warby Parker people for years. I have one out of seven who do not wear glasses and contacts. The other six of us, Warby people, okay? I love them. I just got another pair of bonus glasses. You guys, I picked Mauve Blush Tortoise. They're so cute. They're so stylish. So you can get on this too. Order five pairs of glasses. Try them on for five days. Absolutely no obligation to buy. The kit ships free. It also includes a prepaid return shipping label. So to order your at-home try-on glasses, head to warbyparker.com slash for the love and take the quiz to find your absolute perfect glasses today. So one more time, that's warbyparker.com slash for the love to order your free at-home try-on glasses. Okay, you guys, back to our show. Okay, so three quick wrap-up questions just off the top of your head. Here's the first one. So, Caleb, which class do you think, and I know you're at the beginning of the year, but which class do you think is going to be your favorite this year? Oh, man. So, I have I have two favorite classes for okay. two different reasons. Track class, I mean, yeah, it's, it's I love track. Right. And it's, it's really cool. I mean, our, our coaches are really cool, too. Yeah. Um, they, they really, I mean, he, he's motivational. He talks as like a family. It's, it's really cool. You, you grow, I've already grown a tight bond with a lot of people in that class. Okay. Um, and the other and one, my was... other class is auto tech. Yep. Um, I thought you would say that. Yep. Dripping Springs has a really nice auto tech program mm-hmm. and it's just, it's really cool to be able to, I feel like in high school, not a lot of things are like really hands-on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a really big, it's a, it's a nice break from the rest of how high school is like just sitting at a desk listening. It's yeah. It's, it's like our very first day or our second day instead of like sitting there and okay, now let's fill out some paperwork and Uh do all this. He's like, okay, Caleb, you want to go work on that subframe? I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You loved that. mm -hmm. It was, I mean, it's just fun. 
That's perfect. That's very in line with what you love. Ben, how about you? Favorite class this year? My favorite class this year? Um, hmm. Well, my favorite class, like, forever, it's always been math. Because mm-hmm. math just naturally comes to me. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. But also this year, I like chemistry. Yeah. I'm glad you love that. That was the hardest class I took in high school. My only C. Uh, what class are you convinced you're never going to use again? Caleb? So I want to say AB physics, okay. but in reality, a lot of that stuff I actually use. Yeah, that makes sense. Which I, I hate to say out loud. Okay. <laughs> um, so you're trying to say it, but you actually can't admit it. How about you, college Ben? Prep, college oh. prep math. Sorry. Oh, yeah. College yeah. prep math. Been in there three weeks. <laughs> Please take me out of the class. <laughs> Finish strong, kid. No. You got to fight the screw it. <laughs> Um, how about you, Ben? For me, it's uh, my AP World History. I, w- I would like to know how learning about the fall of Rome and China helps me get a job now. Well, like, listen, <laughs> one day you'll be glad that you know history. You're not just a dumb dumb who doesn't know anything that ever happened. Okay, but you never know whenever your country's going to fall, Ben. There you uh-huh. go. Uh-huh. Okay, last yeah. question, guys. Here we go. Let's land the plane. This is a question that I ask all my guests. Um, and you can answer it however you want. Like it can just be whatever sort of answer you want it to be. If it's something really serious or something really goofy, it's up to you. But the question is, we'll start with you, Caleb. What is saving your life right now? Hmm. Well, something that kind of actually caught me off guard was the the community at Dripping Springs. Like the, the just the the family like friendship that just grows so quickly through all those kids there. Um, it's just, it's really nice. Okay. New friends. I love it. How about you, Ben? Saving my life. Yeah. It's dramatic. Admittedly, it's a dramatic oh. question, but sometimes right. people say things like potato salad. So, mm. you know, I mean, I don't know what I, I would do answer. without <laughs> my phone. Oh, sheesh. Oh. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, you're not. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> kind of serious. Okay, but it would definitely be my friends. Yeah. I I love them to death. Yeah, I, I, I'm such a social person. I do not know what I would do without them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would get bored so quickly. Ugh. That's, That's the so only true. reason why I go to school. Um, okay, you guys. Well, look, I think you're two really great high school kids, and... I, you're each probably going to take a different path out of here, but I, I'm excited for both of them. And I, dad and I are proud and feel like each of you is sort of charting a certain direction and you don't have to know what that is right now, but we can see it in you and we can kind of see what you're starting to love and what you're drawn to, what you're going to be good at. And it's going to be exciting to watch, um, really exciting to watch. And we just have you know, less than a year left with Caleb and then boom, Ben, you're going to be a junior. It's just going so fast. Mm. Um, but I hope that you can just continue to really enjoy high school and just instead of always looking for the next thing, just like be in it. High school goes so quickly. Um, and just make your memories and have your experiences and hang on to your friendships. And, um, cause it's just, you don't get it back. You don't get it back. Not mm-hmm. that you want it back. But you don't get it back. So, hey, thanks for being on the show. You guys oh, yeah. did it. You absolutely really did fun, it. Actually. So Nailed I accepted uh, PayPal 
Uh, oh, jeez. No. Listen, I'm so, not going to pay also, you to live this, in my house. Also, mom, is this like, is this, are you saying it's okay to screw up in high school? Like, Listen, don't push am I, it. Am I getting, fr- <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. Don't okay. push it. All right, you guys. Love you. Love you, too. Love you, too, mom. Those guys, they, they crack me up every day of my life. I love them so much. I hope you loved them too. I am so happy you're in this series. We're doing awesome giveaways, by the way, if you happen to miss that. Big giveaway every single week of this series. Be following along over either on my Facebook page or my Insta page, um, and you'll see how to enter. And that's fun too. So love all the new listeners that we have. Love how many of you are sharing these episodes with the students in your life and the people who love students in your life and your fellow parents. It's awesome. This is for you. And look, next week, I don't even know what to say, but next week is the middle school edition with Remy Hatmaker and her best friend, Ella, and all the middle school you can handle, you guys, and maybe more, maybe more than you can handle. These are the dearest, sweetest, wildest eighth grade girls you've ever met in your life. So um, cannot wait for you to come back for that one. Hey, if you haven't already pop over to wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. Um, That is so great for the show. And it's great for you because you never, ever have to look for a single episode. It just pops up in your phone. Here we are. Tra la la. Um, And thank you for all of our subscribers. Some of you have just been with us from the very beginning of this podcast. And We appreciate your loyalty so very much. And it is our great pleasure to pull off an awesome show for you week after week after week. So on behalf of our producer, Laura and her whole team, and then on behalf of my assistant, Amanda and I, and we're just, we just run our circus over here. We are thankful for you and happy to bring you the show. Do not miss next week when you get to hear from Remy and Ella about what is happening in the middle school world. Bye everybody. That's it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed this chat. Be sure to subscribe to my mom's podcast and give it a thumbs up rating if you like it. From the whole Hatmaker family, I hope you have a great week and see you next time.